0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, man. Yeah. Well. It's been damn busy. So I uh, apologize for being late. And
0: No, no worries. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Um, how have you been doing this, man? Um, I've been doing podcasts or just reselling?
1: Yeah. 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 Just podcasts or podcasts.
0: Whatever. Um, since January or fe- nice. no, February, since February.
1: Damn. Okay. Yeah. a yeah. boy. Just, yep. just curious.
0: Yeah. No worries. Uh, I'm going to just do a little intro real quick. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, the podcast all about reselling. This is episode number 35 and join with a very special guest, Jake Diego. Uh, he's a big time Amazon FBA seller. Uh, so if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, Jake.
1: Yeah, hey Tyler and hi uh, flipping It uh, Podcast. I was, I've was i been selling on Amazon since March of 2017 and I started out just by learning about it from a friend and uh, she just said that every time she goes to Amazon she always goes through used a new category. And so I did that one day and just kept following bunny trails to get to the point where I could quit my job and do this full time. So, um, and
0: then, uh, kind of like give a little brief uh, background on like what you sell and what you like selling.
1: Oh, uh, sure. Absolutely. Um, we pretty much will do anything, um, you know, pans or health products or shoes or clothes or toys. Um, but, uh, typically what I do in stores anyways, in the retail arbitrage side of things, so actually going to the stores is uh, shoes and clothes And sometimes toys and a little bit of beauty. But as far as the online side of the business, there's, uh, you know, it's random. I mean, it could be anything and everything.
0: All right. Yeah. And then uh, I know you do uh, video games quite often. Yeah.
1: Video games are gold, Tyler. That's where I I started, man. I I just started going to pawn stores and finding like uh, Pokemon Gold. And uh, I would say mainly focusing on the Game Boy games. So Pokemon Gold and Link's Awakening and stuff like that. And that's actually how I got started on Amazon. So the cool thing about video games is they sell very quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. They definitely do. And uh, do you do many, uh, like a lot of retail arbitrage with video games? Um,
1: Yeah, I would say now that's pretty much the only way I can get them anymore because um, I originally started actually when I, when I got past the pawn store stage, excuse me, was I started buying them online from GameStop.com. But um, since then I've, not allowed to buy games there anymore. Um so yeah, yeah so now have it's background making...
0: on wh- on why on why that's the thing? What was that? Uh why why can't you buy from GameStop anymore?
1: I I I don't think they really support like resellers, people that are buying it and selling it. So they
0: don't let you like buy in bulk, is that what you were doing?
1: Basically. Yeah, 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 basically cuz they would allow up to 9 um quantity of the same video game title. Mm. So what I would do is I would wait till the buy two get ones on the uh, retro video games and i would just go all orders of nine and i do it like 25 times 35 times
0: wow wow that's yeah. crazy, and that's not yeah. that's no longer a thing anymore
1: well not yet now they change the quantity um wow. it used to be like i say nine and now it's a max of two so mm-hmm. you could still do it you just gotta like you know, 1497 for this one. And then I find two other one or another one, excuse me, that's 1497. And then just have, you know, two of those, one of those, and then find some more and do two of those one of those or twos of three kinds, you know, as long as you can hit those multiples of three. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of wild Tyler, but yeah, you probably still could. It's just, if you're going to order in bulk, like when I calculated it, I think I ordered $60,000 in seven months from them. Wow! So, I mean, it was super obvious.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's pretty noticeable uh, when you're shipping all those items. Um, so what, I really want to get into like buying video games, um, retail arbitrage stuff. So what is like your main source for games? Like where do you usually go to find the games?
1: Well, it's more recently that I've been able to go back into it really, Tyler, because it had a long time that there was none after the GameStop thing, and I'm kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. So I'd randomly get them at uh, garage sales. Mm-hmm. And then anyways, I noticed that Target does like a buy to get one or whatever. And so I took advantage of that a few times, but nothing ever like the GameStop thing. So anyways, talking about in-store items, I would always look at the clearance and, you know, find some here and there. But what happened more, again, getting to the story, the more recently part of this is I started following um, I Am Reselling on Instagram. His His name is Sam. And yeah. he was, you know, he was... He didn't have all the parts of the puzzle because, I mean, he'd rather teach you how to fish than give you fish. But, mm-hmm. he, yeah, yeah, he would have, like, you know, $128 at this stop and $400 at this stop. So, anyways, his friend was with him, Trey, and he's taking more and more pictures of him. And then I see, like, him by a clearance bin and then this and that and this and that. So, then I started looking for these clearance bins at Walmart. And after seven stops, not on the same day, but five in one day and two in the next, I actually found one. So it's a uh, clearance uh, Walmart, this huge bin that some Walmarts will put in the middle aisle.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I've been looking as well because I saw the same picture on his Instagram. Um, and you said it was like seven stops you went to? Five the first day and two the second, yeah. And then you found one or how many did you find? One bin. One it was bin. massive okay. though. It was worth it, Tyler. It's totally I, bet. Worth it. I, I need to get out tomorrow. I've been to three or four now. And nothing, no luck. Uh, so I'm gonna keep looking. Do you think they, with those bins, are like cycling the bins? So like one month it'll be like video games, and the next it'll be like DVDs. Or do you think it's always video games?
1: Yeah, I would say they probably cycle. I mean, I had a little bit of a chat with some of the Walmart employees, not directly, like you know, about that. But I was looking for a price or something, and then we got talking or whatever. And what it's actually very interesting. What it sounds like is you know how those people will come into Walmart and put like the Frito-Lay chips out or like the Pepsi guys will come in the, you know, uh, some grocery store and stock their own soda? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like the video games work as. There's basically like this, I don't want to say third party, but this outside organization or something that comes into the store, looks through the inventory or whatever and decides what's going to go on clearance and then they just throw it in this massive bin.
0: Yeah, I want to find one of those bins really bad. I've been searching. I'm gonna keep looking. Where uh,
1: whereabouts are you?
0: I'm in California.
1: okay, okay. You're yeah. gonna probably have to go pretty rural.
0: Yeah, that's kinda of what I'm thinking as well. I yeah, Cause cause that's I, I found I, mine. I've the best so. luck. I haven't had the best luck with like clearance items and like finding them. Like I see people getting like three cent games. Mm-hmm. Have you ever run into those?
1: Uh just once and that was at that bin. One of the that's- yeah, one of the thirty-five games or whatever was that.
0: Yeah, those three cent games. I've never found one. As as, but I also don't really look very often. Um, because I try and I don't avoid it, but I just don't source at Walmart often. Um, so, dude, is it mainly Walmart and Target that you go to?
1: Uh for video games, yeah, yeah, I would say those are probably two of the best. I, I mean, I'll occasionally pop into a GameStop, but mm-hmm. they usually don't like the physical store. You know, they yeah. they don't usually have a
0: whole lot though. Yeah, that is true. So a lot of
1: times it'll be Mebos.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. The store there. You do well selling those? Uh, during SKU4, yeah. Yeah, okay. I
1: found a Zelda one and Super Smash one that were just killing it. And I just kept going to different GameStops and buying it.
0: Yeah, that's what I really want to get into with retail arbitrage is that you can just keep going back and getting more. Like, that's a big deal.
1: Yep. So, like, my clearance game, it's totally short-term thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not the end game.
0: Yeah. So, um, I want to talk about what you actually do when you're at a store, um, looking for video games. Do you usually just try and search for clearance games or how does that sourcing like when you're actually at the store?
1: Well, for Walmart now it's fairly easy. I just find out where the electronics department is Mm -hmm. and then I'll go down the middle, the middle aisle that would normally have these massive bins in it. And if it's not there, I still make my way through all the aisles in electronics Mm -hmm. just if it's maybe there or on that one bordering toys.
0: So then if you don't find that bin, you just go to the next Walmart? E,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would say so pretty much. I mean, I may look at the toy clearance. May. I don't know. It doesn't happen every time. It mm-hmm. kind of depends what kind of time I have. Like if I just have a map of seven Walmarts or whatever, I'm just going to go to the next.
0: Okay. So you're really just searching for that,
1: that, uh, bin. Yeah. Cause otherwise I don't have a whole lot of stuff from, Walmart that I get on replays, except during Q4, then it's the toys. Okay.
0: Yeah. And that's coming up soon. So another thing I want to get into is like, how do you prepare for something like that uh, with Q4 coming up? Um, as far as, as, far ordering... as like looking for items, like what items to sell for Q4 kind of thing.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Um, I guess I kind of look at my um, games and things that have sold already. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what games have been selling and, um, definitely try to hone in on those kind of like your point there about, um, looking for items you can keep rebuying. Um, but I would say like in the beginning of Q4, I'll actually go into Walmart um, and I'll take pictures of the shelves with my uh, smartphone. And anyways, then I'll upload that to um, the virtual assistants that I have and I'll have one of them do a little special project for me. And so what they'll do is they'll go to amazon.com and they'll, you know, look at the first image, zoom in the left top corner. You know, what's that brand? What's that make? What's that item? And then they'll type that item in and they'll search that way and try to match it. Otherwise, they'll also try to search it by the UPC if it's visible in the image. So I'll do that for all the toys aisle. Okay. And then That's you what just last one,
0: whatever ones are profit, you'll go back and buy.
1: Yeah, because they'll calculate everything else too. They'll, they'll, you know, what's the buy cost? What's the sell cost? What's the profit? What's the margin? Yep. And then I'll go back and then I'll load them up.
0: Cool. And then getting back to video games, when you uh, find that bin, do you just like search on Amazon Seller Central, or how do you look up the games? Oh, good. Oh, yeah, we skipped all over that. Yeah, yeah I have Scoutify too. To that. <laughs> that? I have
1: Scoutify too. It's okay. um, a scanning app that you get with Inventory Lab.
0: Yeah, I got the same one. And then just enter in your buy cost, and it tells you everything.
1: Oh, you don't even have to enter the buy cost there. You just have to set your parameters. You know, okay. what do you want for margin? What's it cost to ship per pound?
0: Interesting. Yeah. And
1: if you've, I, already, if you've already used it in the past, Tyler, it's already set up and ready to go. So what okay. you'll do then is you'll scan that UPC. And then when you look on there, it'll tell you what price you should buy it at or below. It's mm. called the target price.
0: And then it, are all the games marked as like on clearance, what they're marked what the price is? Uh,
1: dude, they were a disaster. Like okay. load them in the cart, go to the price scanner, then do it that way.
0: Okay. So do you do that for all the games? You just scan it on the price checker?
1: Unfortunately I did and tell Sam the same guy I was talking about. I am reselling. Mm -hmm. Uh, He told me that uh, you can get the app.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I got the app as well. So you just, so what you'll do is you'll find a game, you'll scan it on scoutify too, and it'll be uh, in your margins. And then you'll go to Walmart and double check that it's that price.
1: Yeah, basically. Because scoutify again, will tell me um, the price at or below that I should buy that game in order to return around forty. Oops. In order to return a 40% return. Okay. Then I go over to the scanner, check it. And if it all works out, then we're good.
0: Cool. And then is that the margin you usually try and go for, for games is 40%?
1: At least, at least, but that's what scoutify two is set to almost all the time.
0: Yeah. And then another question I had, uh, was what kind of rank do you look for in video games? Ideally not above 25,000, 25,000. Okay. And then but how if it
1: was, you know, if it was November or something, I'd probably go up to 50. Okay. 60, maybe. But that, again, that's just me. It depends how fast you want to turn your money.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how do you, how important do you think sales rank is like, cause I've been seeing some people that are getting like really high sales rank for toys and I'm assuming it's cause they want to sell it Q4. So would you say it's a smart idea to go higher in sales rank as Q4 comes up?
1: Yeah, I'd say generally. I mean, yeah, generally.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I'm just kind of curious because I'm like, that doesn't really seem like that great of a sales rank. So I'm assuming they're going for Q4 stuff? Mostly. Yeah,
1: more than likely because, you know, everything's going to spike and sell like crazy then. So, like, for a while, what we do on the online team is we'll extend our sales rank out too and we'll do, like, 250,000. 250, in toys? Uh, definitely in toys. Okay. But in, in, other, in other categories as well.
0: All right, cool. So another thing I want to talk about is you sell a lot of shoes on Amazon as well.
1: Yeah, I like shoes, man. I That definitely uh, added to the revenue when I picked up Nike.
0: Yeah, and you just caught on auto-ungated, or how did you uh, end up being able to sell Nike on Amazon?
1: Exactly, yeah. I just, um, for, from March of 2017 to the end of the year, I um, sold some, I don't, this is so like a wide span. I need to actually figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. But I sold between 2,300 or 3,300 orders or or about 123,000 in revenue. So when it came to February's time, I was un- auto ungated in Nike. Wow.
0: That doesn't really seem like the ton for Nike. I yeah. feel like I feel like I I don't know, I thought it was a lot more to actually sell Nike.
1: I mean, the, you know, a lot of people are speculating that the rules have changed, but really? yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, that was that was exactly my numbers, you know. Some people think it also might have like the inventory performance index might play.
0: Mm. I've yeah, seen it
1: both it, ways too.
0: Yeah. It's kind of just like in the air. No one really knows. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. That's so a bit so of that, You know, if you can, if you have the opportunity, I would definitely take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. And then I don't know if many people know, but if, could you just do a brief explanation of what auto and means?
1: Yeah. So auto and most, most people are thinking that it takes like at least 2000 orders. And basically what this will allow you to, when you get to that number in sales or orders, that you can just apply for a brand like Pyrex or like Nintendo. Well, I don't know if Nintendo's not getting it anymore, but like Pyrex and some of those like mid-level brands. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, another one's not coming to mind right now. But uh, one of those could kind of, could be Nike at some level too. But again, we think this metric is higher. So for these other ones, going back to the Pyrex Pyrex example, excuse me, is uh, when you get to that certain sales level, you can just click a button and then it will allow you to sell that brand.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, whenever I like go sourcing and something's restricted, I'll always try and auto-ungate myself. So for anyone listening, uh, if you come across a product and you're restricted, just uh, search it up on Amazon and try and get auto-ungated. Uh, another thing I want to talk about was with, when you sell shoes on Amazon, do they have to be new shoes?
1: Yeah, yep. They have a very strict definition of new. It's... um. I think it says clean unworn and in the original retail box.
0: Interesting. And where do you usually find your shoes for, uh, Amazon? Uh, Nike factory. You do. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's great. Um, do you have anything else you want to mention? Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: the, the biggest thing for me guys is, you know, I was doing, I was learning about this and I was reading this book and I watched that video on YouTube on how to do, you know, whatever, sell Amway or whatever bad example, but uh, you know, until I started actually taking action though, did I, did I, was I able to do anything though? So just make sure, you know, maybe this doesn't interest you, but some other activity does like selling on eBay. I don't know. Um, but just make sure that you guys are, are doing those steps, those taking that action, setting up that account. You know, if you're under 15 or whatever, you got to get your parents permission or whatever. So maybe you open a bank account with your parents or something to, in order to open up an Amazon store or whatever it takes um but yeah it's all about actually doing the work and then you know you move along the trail so it might seem real sketchy we're talking about these scary things like auto one gating and that but uh it's really not scary once you get into it i mean stuff changes all the time and a week later you barely remember it was that way so you just you keep learning and you keep doing
0: yeah and another thing i want to mention uh, and talk about is how would you recommend someone to go from like the beginning to the first 100,000 in sales like what what do you think? Like, is the best way for someone to go about that?
1: A lot of people say books, and I've recently got into books. Like, literally within the last month and a half, you know, they can be—they're definitely low cost. They—they they don't sell very fast, but they're definitely low cost. And then other people, like I, I like video games. Actually, I mean, I don't know which ones you're auto ungate. You're ungated at in the beginning, but um, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's an Xbox One game or or whatever. I would see if you have anything there. The only reason is because they sell so dang fast. Yeah, that's um, true. But, I mean, it just kind of depends where you live. If you live somewhere where there's a lot of libraries and, and such, then maybe it, books is the way. But if you live in somewhere where they don't have those or they don't allow scanners, like I saw a lot of book sales in Illinois that didn't allow scanners. Interesting. That, you know, yeah, yeah I was, it's like in bold letters on the listing.
0: Yeah, I came across one of those. I've only been to one store that hasn't allowed me to scan anything. And then well, it, they just asked me to leave. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. I've never really run across many.
1: I've only seen it on the listing. So I've never been asked, luckily, but I've only read them in Illinois and a couple of the school sales there.
0: But yeah. Um, you know, so basically, I, I guess the moral of the story is kind of like it depends on what's in your area. And then what would be like your recommendation for someone who is doing well and getting a good amount of sales and trying to scale up to the next level? Um, well, uh,
1: I, I didn't know a lot of small business owners, but I did know a couple of small business owners, uh, growing up and they always thought that, you know, nobody else could do it any better than them. And, you know, they're probably right. They probably do that, you know, milk the cows or, or do that stock in the shelves, you know, the best to anybody's ability. But even if, you know, somebody can do like 80% of your 100, I would, I would, um, definitely go down that path because that's allowed me to, you know, make a, a decent revenue and everything like that. So get mm-hmm. start, you know, start getting people into the business.
0: All right. So you also mentioned something about uh, your virtual assistants. Uh, so if you can kind of touch on what they do and kind of how you got about uh, getting some virtual assistants.
1: Yeah. I always knew for that reason, I was just talking about that small business owners are usually in that mindset of, you know, nobody can do it better, which again, is probably true, but, I always knew anyways that I didn't want to be quite like them because they kind of you know, stayed the same or had like slow growth and anyways I just started looking up virtual assistants and everything and I came across this uh, Kev Blackburn in the UK and anyways his program just breaks it all down like it starts from really basic stuff how to calculate FBA fulfillment costs and you know that kind of thing but then it goes into how to get virtual assistants on your team and and how to build like an actual organization out of the virtual assistants. So, um, yeah, so I just learned it all. I learned the basics. I learned everything else from him. And then I just started hiring virtual assistants and creating like working procedures that describe how to do a task. And now I'm up to uh, eight virtual assistants.
0: And so with those eight, do you have like certain people doing certain things?
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like the entry level, is the sourcing ones so they will mm-hmm. actually go to like target.com and bed bath and beyond and barnes and noble and plug that product into amazon see if they can find it you know calculate to see if there's a margin there
0: and and do, do they do that like that's what they do throughout the entire work day yeah like that's their day so that's there's their job? Uh, yeah yep. have, yeah uh, go
1: ahead uh yeah so there's five of those so there's okay there's five, two of them um yeah, that's basically all they do all day. I mean, it, it may not be a full day though, so they get just paid as a task-based mm. dollar amount.
0: Okay. And then, uh, do you have like certain products that you know sells, so you like tell them to buy them, and then like after, like you build a list kind of. Is that how do you, how you do it?
1: Um. Well, we just kind of do it by website. So okay. any any U.S. website.
0: Okay. Cool. And then any what are the other ones, dude? You said those that was five. What about the other couple VAs?
1: Yeah, and then there's a reviewer for those virtual assistants, and so he'll actually look at the products, look at the buy, the sells, and see kind of what's going on, and if the data that they collected is actually right.
0: Okay, and then how long did you, did it take you to like in the business to actually hire your first VA? Uh, April, May of 2018, maybe. Okay, so so it was about a year in or so. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And then what about like the next couple after that? Oh, uh,
1: I, yeah, I would say it probably took like a month. Eh, damn. I wish I had a better memory.
0: <laughs> it's all about right. About you said, you said, when was it? About a month. About a month. And then like each month you hired a new one or how did that work to get up to eight? I think
1: I just hired them in maybe pairs like I had, okay. You know, let's say, uh, somebody I was teaching the researching job too. And then the one out of, you know, let's say, yeah, 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 I think I, I think I hired one and one a month later, maybe let's say, and then maybe two. Yeah, we'll say another month. And then I think, some. yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know, but I'm guessing maybe added one a month or two a month at most.
0: All right, cool. Uh, I think that's kind of going to wrap up all my questions I had. Um, if you want to just plug whatever you want to plug on, go ahead and check out all your socials.
1: Yeah, guys. I mean, if you want to check out any more of my content, I'm on Instagram at jake.underscore Diego. Or you can check me out on YouTube as Jake Diego. So either or works. But yeah, if you guys have any questions or whatever, feel free to reach out to me, You know, DM me, comment, or pose a question or whatever, or just have uh, Ask Tyler and he can holler at me too.
0: Yeah, and definitely check him out. Please do. It's Diego on Instagram. Uh, and this has been episode number 35 of the Flipping It Reselling Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you want any more questions answered, feel free to ask either of us and keep on flipping.